Hey, big boxers. Welcome to On The Shelf, a program that is dedicated to helping you get your products into a major big box retailer. Tim here with you, and uh, I hope you guys are all doing fantastic. Me, I just got back from the International Housewares show in Chicago, and man, I'm so disappointed because I thought it would be cool, and I just thought of this at the end of the show, but I thought it would have been cool had I gone around to a lot of the new vendors that were at the Housewares show and taken little sound bites of how the show was, how they did, how they thought it went. Um, I thought that would have been cool to put that together in kind of a testimonial for you so that you can hear right from them how the show was. But I can tell you, uh, interestingly enough, I mean, for me, because I did speak to a lot of people while I was there, a lot of people at the Inventor's Corner, a lot of people that had new vendor uh, or first-time vendor signs, uh, I made a point to go and speak to them and see how the show was doing. And I guess I'll say that it was a real mixed bag. Um, I do think that shows like the International Housewares show are losing steam. And why I think that is because a lot of the mainstream buyers that you normally see going to the show are going less and less. Maybe they go every other year or every two years. So there's a lot less of the heavy hitters there. And there's a lot more uh, startup e-commerce. There's a lot more press. There's a lot more people just looking for giveaways. And so what I found is something that's consistent with what I talk about all the time when we talk about trade show preparation, which is the vendors or suppliers that seem to do well had prearranged meetings. They had already spoken to people. They uh, had set up ahead of time the main people that they wanted to see. They had enticed those buyers well enough so that they would come and actually meet with them. Now, just like always, not every buyer meeting that you set up, the buyer is not always going to show. That, that happens. But if they're scheduled to show and they don't show, you can always send them an email during the show. Say, hey, sorry, I missed you for our scheduled time. Please still do stop by. Again, here is our booth number. Because, again, these buyers, they get busy. They forget, what was that you know, new guy that we were supposed to go see? I can't remember. I don't know what their booth number is. Oh, so just forget it. So if you reach out to them during the meeting, letting them know again where your booth number is, you'll have a little bit more success. However, I did run into quite a few new uh, suppliers that didn't do so well. It was not a good show for them. And I think uh, a couple of reasons. One, uh, they probably signed up late based on their booth space, kind of buried. You don't want to be buried. You don't want to make it difficult for people to find you. And you definitely don't want to be off the beaten path. So I think that that was a factor. Um, Also, just booth setup, okay? If your booth looks like you're at a county fair or you just have a table of stuff like you're uh, at a uh, farmer's market, that's not enticing a buyer to stop by and actually think, hey, I'm going to put this stuff on my shelves and my my customers are really going to like it. That's going to make them think you're small time and they can probably find 100 other people just like you and uh, they're going to keep on going. They're going to keep on cruising. Um, You also have to ask yourself, what makes myself different? What makes my product different? Because especially when you get to the houseware show, 
everything looks the same. I mean, you have hundreds of people selling containers. You have hundreds of people selling dishware. You have hundreds of people selling cookware. There's just a literal sea of it. And then on the other side, you have hundreds of people selling cleaning products. You have hundreds of people selling uh, um, cleaning apparatuses or brooms or brushes or, you know, Brillo pads or whatever, whatever you can think of, but there's just in the hundreds of it. And so it becomes overwhelming. So when you take a look at your booth, you have to ask yourself, is it screaming out my uniqueness? Are the things that set me apart from all the, these other people at the top of what this booth is saying? So just a little interesting tidbits for you guys. I will say, uh, surprisingly enough that the inventor's corner, which was just this section and these tiny little booths of inventors, people that have made their own products, people just like you guys, big boxers, and those guys were killing it. I mean, it, walking down there, it was like walking down Rockstar Row. So, uh, and, and I think one of the reasons is, is, is because every single one of those people were just like you. They were an owner. They were an inventor. They had passion for their product. They weren't just sitting down. There was nobody sitting down on chairs in the inventor's corner. Nobody in the inventor's corner was hiring just Joe Blow to work their booth. These people were putting the time in. These people wanted to be there, and they wanted to show you their product, and they wanted to show you why they invented it. And I think that that brings a lot of, I don't know, charisma to the whole area. And the more people got in there, the more it attracted more people, and more people wanted to say, hey, what's going on? What's what's in here? And uh, it was just a super fun area. I really enjoyed it. So if you have an opportunity and you're thinking about going to the hospital show and you have an opportunity to participate in the uh, inventor's corner, I would definitely recommend that. I would definitely recommend that. All right. So uh, house or show uh, for me was good. Um, I had a couple of clients there and both clients did exceptionally well. So very excited about that. Um, well done to, to those two teams and uh, couldn't be more proud. All right. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Interestingly enough, it's it's going to be kind of right in line with what you would do maybe when you uh, meet somebody at a trade show or you meet a buyer and you're about to send them their first email. And I was talking over, uh, I was talking this over with a work with Tim uh, client of mine. Uh, and if you don't know what work with Tim is, that's where we um, or I uh, work individually with uh, people like you and kind of teach you what it is we do and how we do it so that you can continue on and do it, do it yourself. And the, and the, uh, the topic of emails came up, you know, your first email to a buyer, super crucial. And what should go into that kind of how should you formulate it? And so, you know, we were putting some thought into it in the, in the, I'm going to share with you kind of exactly what I shared with him. Look at that. I'm going to share with you guys exactly what I shared with him and you guys aren't paying uh, a dime. Cool. Right. All right. So, uh, instead of thinking about super catchy subject lines, stick with just your product name. You might even say new vendor, new supplier, comma, product name, comma, you know, how many SKUs there are. A buyer has seen it all, okay? You know, they've seen, hey, yeah, you know, grow your hair back in 10 seconds. Nobody really wants to see that. And in fact, I think a lot of those get deleted. But 
Uh, new vendor is going to catch their eye. New supplier is going to catch their eye. Directness is going to catch their eye. Cutting through all the red tape is going to catch their eye. And so my recommendation is always keep it simple. Tell them, you know, that you're a new vendor, possibly that you uh, what the product is and and potentially how many items you have. Hey, big boxers! Just a quick announcement from TLB Consulting. Are you looking to scale your business this year? Are you looking to get your products on the shelf of a retailer this year? Well, guess what? Booking a coaching call with me has never been easier. I know based on the past 10 years of working with clients that it can be difficult to be a solopreneur. It can be difficult to scale your business into territory that you've never been to. That's why I have opened up more slots this year than I've ever done before. One of my goals this year is to work with more clients, more solopreneurs, more big boxers looking to get their products into retail than ever before. I wanna work directly with you and share my experiences over the last 25 years of getting products into retail. I wanna share those experiences with you. I wanna talk to you from a place of somebody who's been there and I wanna help you get to where I've gone. Like I said, it's never been easier. All you have to do is go to tlbconsulting.com, click on consulting and then choose the time or the bundle that you want and get it scheduled. Let's kick off 2020 with a bang. Let's get you the information that you need. I'm looking forward to meeting you. So that's where you start. All right, next, uh, you're going to want to start the, the email with a question. Don't say stuff like, hey, hope you're doing well or hope you're having a good Saturday. Uh, well, hopefully you're not sending it on Saturday, but you know, hope you're having a good Monday or Wednesday or hey, the week's coming to a close. I always like to start my emails with a question. A question that actually, whether they answer it or not in, in their reply to you, but they answer it to themselves, which is, how are you doing? How was your weekend? How are sales going? So uh, don't just give them a platitude statement. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Give them a question that you would really want to know the answer to. I want to know, hey, how are sales? You know, how were sales uh, over the holiday weekend? Hey, how, did you have a good uh, showing at the housewares show? Something that technically, they even whether they answer you or they answer it just in their head, they're still answering it, okay? So there's your first line. Hello, Brian. How'd you guys do at the housewares show? We had a great time. And then what comes next? What's your next thing that you're going to tell them? Uh, you're going to want to let them know who you are. And sometimes this is not very common. Sometimes people go right into their pitch. Sometimes they say, hey, have you heard of this? Or have you heard of that? Or boy, do I have a product for you? Or man, this is just going to uh, blow your mind. But first of all, let's let them know who's addressing them. So hi, my name is Tim Bush. I'm the vice president of sales for ABC Company. And I wanted you to be the first to see what we've been working on over the last couple months. Or if you're bringing a product offline into the retail stores, I just wanted to let you know that our product, blah, 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 is now released for brick-and-mortar retail. 
So gets out of the way who you are. So they know who, who's addressing me. Who's this guy? Who's this girl? What's going on? Who, who are they? Next, why are you emailing them? So you're going to want to put in a paragraph about why you're actually reaching out to them. Okay. And this is important. You know, I'm reaching out to you today because I want to introduce you to ABC company, ABC product. You know, what are you hoping to accomplish? What are you looking to tell them about? So kind of give them some context about the email before you're going to dive into your, to your pitch. So who you are, why I'm emailing you today, specifically, hey, I'm emailing you because, you know, I was at the houseware show and these were a lot of the suggestions that we received. One of them was that we should reach out to you because they thought, you know, people thought that you would be a good fit. So that's why I'm emailing you. So whatever the reason is, so even if the reason is just to introduce them to this new product that you think that that would be perfect for them, that's the reason. Okay. Be super honest about it. You're not going to pull one over on the buyer. Okay. They've seen pretty much everything. So you're not pulling one over their eyes. You know, you're not pulling the wool over their eyes here. Uh, next, why uh, should they give a crap? Okay. Why does the buyer want to give a crap at all about the product that you're presenting to them? And this kind of goes back to how your booth looks at a trade show and how are you going to actually differentiate yourself from other products? Because, man, when, like I said, when you get to a show that's designed around a certain category, you kind of feel small. You, you know, at some point you thought, man, I was killing it. My product's awesome. And then you get to a show and you're like, geez, there's hundreds of people just like me out here. Some of them are doing better than me. Some of them are not doing better than me. But there's a lot of choice out here. So why should they give a crap? And this is a really important section of your email. And I don't want you to be super detailed here. Uh, I mean, and when I say that, I I mean, I don't want you to write paragraph after paragraph and give them specs and this and that, but I do want you to bullet point a couple of the really key things that set you apart from everybody else that they've been looking at. And so if you don't know what sets you apart, you're going to have to spend some time really thinking about that. And one of the things I want to be sure to say is that I, I don't want price to be the one reason that they need to give a crap, okay? It, that can't be it. It can't be, hey, I'm making the same product, but I found somebody that will make it cheaper. That's why you need to take me on. Now, that can be one of the things, but it can't be the only thing. It can be on the list, so there's all these things and you know, we have a lot of efficiencies at our factory that allow us to produce this product at a much lower cost than our competitors, which will give you an edge over your competitors. So that can be one of those things, but you do have to pony up with what makes your product different and why they need to give a crap. Okay. That's, that's like the that's like the jelly in the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that, that just cannot be good enough, okay? You want to spend some time on that. All right, last, and this is what most people miss. This is like the crucial part that most people forget because they're so anxious. They got all this stuff out of the thing. They're so like, okay, yeah, I hope I hear from you. Um, first of all, don't ever hope that you're going to do anything. Don't ever wish that you could meet with them. This is... You have to approach these emails like you've nailed it so far. 
and now they're just dying to actually do whatever it is that you're going to ask them to do. And so the last part of your email needs to be a call to action. What is it? Now that you've told them who you are, now that you've told them why you're emailing them, now that you've told them why they should give a crap, what do you want them to do? I know you're sitting back going, I want them to buy, you know, a container of my product. Yes, of course, you want them to buy your product. But what do you want them to do first, right this minute, right as they're reading the email? Now that you have their attention, and that is difficult to get, now that you have their attention, what do you actually want them to do? So, you know, do you want them to open your buyer deck and take a look at your buyer deck? Do you have a link to a video that you want them to watch? Do you want to send them samples? And so you need them to send you the best address, whatever the case is, whatever you're really wanting them, wanting them. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with my mouth right there, but whatever you're wanting them to do, this is the place to put that and don't leave it out. Don't leave out the section that's like key to the email that actually calls them to action. You know, thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate your attention. Uh, We'd love to send you a sample so that you can see for yourself the quality of the product that we're talking about. Please send me the best address to get you out a sample. Not would you do that or could you do that or I hope you will do it. No, please send me the best address to send you out a sample and we'll get one out ASAP. You know, uh, down below, I've included a link to an actual video that details out uh, what we've been talking about during this email. Please click on the link, review the video, and I will get back to you in two days. I've attached for your convenience our buyer deck that outlines our product and even more information that I've included in this email. Please go ahead and review that, and I will get back to you in a couple days. So do you see what I'm saying here? Tell them what you want them to do. Not in a pissed off like, hey, mother ever, you know, read that buyer's deck or else. No, that's not what I'm talking about. In a professional manner, let them know what you want them to do. Make sense? All right, guys, that uh, is going to do it for tonight. Uh, Great to speak to you. I hope that if you went to the Houseware show that you also had a successful show. And by the way, speaking of shows, from now on, uh, if you're going to be, if you're a big box listener and you're going to be at a show, um, reach out to me and let me know. There's a chance, a good chance, that I might also be at that same show. Love to meet you or come by your booth and chit-chat with you. Uh, Always have time to do that. So it'd be great if, uh, if I knew that I was going to a show and vice versa. Some of this is on me. I will also let you all know uh, what shows I'm actually going to go to. And then if you're going to be there, we can uh, perhaps uh, meet up for a coffee or, or anything. Just love to chit-chat with you in person. If you guys are still enjoying the podcast, I really appreciate that. Looking forward to hearing suggestions and comments from you. Uh, if you have anything else or, or if you have some stuff that you put in an email that really works for you, please lay it down in the comment section uh, on our blog 
uh, where we uh, where we actually have the podcast hosted, you can go ahead and comment there and start a string of information, a string of consciousness, so people can actually understand what you're talking about and maybe some additions that you're making that you think um, have had some impact. You can, another place, by the way, that you can put those is by signing up uh, for our Facebook closed group called On the Shelf Now. You can go to Facebook and type in On the Shelf Now, hit join, and then you're part of the conversation there. And then you can also start a string of consciousness there about whatever podcast uh, that you want to talk about or anything that you're wondering or you want to reach out to the rest of the group and uh, ask some questions. Everybody's pretty uh, quick to reach out and answer questions that are laid out there. So that's another way. If you want to get a hold of us, of course, you can reach out to us on Twitter at, at TLB Consult. You can reach out to us on Facebook at TLB Consulting. You can join our Facebook group on the shelf now. And, of course, you can go to our website, tlbconsulting.com, and send us an email. Multitude of different ways that you can reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We want to know how things are going. We want to know that you are making progress. So looking forward to hearing from you. But until then, look forward to seeing your products on the shelf. <laughs>